0: Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California.
1: With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. When you hear the trippy music and it's 2 o'clock on a Wednesday, you know you're tuned in to Mutiny Radio the Some call me Tim. Some call me Tim. Uh, I am joined today by Pablo Yale, comedian, karaoke superstar, uh, regular on the Afternoon Delights 6.9 with Amanda Rocks and Sarah Sparkles. Sarah on time sparkles
2: always on time she's <laughs> always on sarah sparkles time
1: <laughs> sarah Lita sparkles yes i love that joe everybody you guys uh you are listening to some call me tim but please take a look at our podcast archive and mm-hmm. check out afternoon Delight 6.9 they always have a great time
2: they always do we russell always
1: do. with the truffles had a birthday party and they brought strippers
2: yes they did
1: so that happened I left before the strippers started stripping, but I love strippers.
2: I love strippers too. I I love anybody who's free enough with their body to like...
1: Have you done the show at Crazy Horse on a Saturday night?
2: I have not done the show at Crazy Horse. It is
1: amazing. It's like a pre-booked open mic. So it's an open mic, but you just have to let him know. Okay. The guy's name is Detox. And it's... You don't have to pay to get in, which is amazing. But mm-hmm. people who see you have to pay twenty six bucks, even with like the special thing. But there's naked ladies, it's nice. Mm-hmm. But it's upstairs in this room and you can smoke pot in there.
2: Ah.
1: And everybody's and and there was an audience was an audience full of people. So I did yeah. it for the first time. I've always wanted to do this show on a Saturday. Yeah. And I did it last Saturday for the first time. And I took my clothes off too but I was wearing Mm -hmm. um, my buddy under Skin on Skins it's a great he makes his it's handmade leather goods he made me this bra that's like made of belts and, well, it's like it belts in the back and in the back, but it has nipple covers that are made of leather. So it's like leather nipple covers that are attached wow. to this other triangle thing when there's little, there's metal holding it on and it's really cool.
2: Wow. That's, and so. It's very descriptive. It's very, well, <laughs> right, it's a really cool bra thing.
1: And so I'm on stage there and I'm talking about the, the, these girls, there was this Asian girl and she had this huge ass and she was making her ass clap and I was like, wow, yeah. I've never seen an Asian that was like her belt like it was she had a huge i it's like 3 times the size of my butt and not and it wasn't like she's fat she was Thin and hot. She just had a huge, yeah. huge booty. It was toned. It was toned. Tone. Yeah. And she's slapping her ass cheeks together. And yeah. so I got up on stage and did a joke about how, like, I'm just so waspy and white. The only kind of ass clapping I could do would be like a smattering of golf applause.
2: Like
1: golf clap. <laughs> it's like a, I can, my ass can golf clap. That's like, there all you I can go.
2: Do. Yeah. I golf clap.
1: And then I said, oh, you know, so I'm here. And I took off my shirt and everybody's like, whoa. And so I had my little pasty broth thing on nice. the rest of my set. And that, so I'm going to see if he'll let me come back once a month. And I mean, I'll take. Off, I mean, I'll take you, off all my clothes. You just
2: make it tips, you know.
1: <laughs> would that be amazing? That would be. But amazing. I have, I have absolutely no problem taking my clothes off while doing comedy. In fact, I enjoy it.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I uh, when I when I first started doing Amanda's show back on in the other radio station, um, I would take my pants off on the air. <laughs> That's
1: Cause, perfect.
2: Because you know, it was down in the basement, it was kind of musty, you know. And I just wanted to air out the boys, you know. Right. So just
1: take the pants off. <laughs> yep. Have you ever done the pants off bard Off or Muni Pants Off Day?
2: I have not done that, well, I'm very tempted to.
1: It's really fun. I, I know
2: they do it in New York.
1: I did it once, uh-huh. uh huh, years ago, and I have a cute picture of it. And it's just like I just wore really cute underwear. Yeah. Um, and big long socks. So it's like it's like wearing a bathing suit bottom. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. I used, but it's really fun to see all these people like
2: just randomly take on off their pants.
1: They just yeah, they're just walking around with no pants on. It's free.
2: free. Let, the, let them, let them let let it let it all hang let out. Let it all hang out. Yeah.
1: Here we are in some Call Me Tim, letting it all hang out with Pablo Yale. Yeah. So, what's in the box over there behind us?
2: What is in the box uh, in the studio uh, on top of the old soda machine? Um, it's a stripper pole, actually.
1: <gasps> <laughs> uh, so Are we installing a stripper pole here?
2: If you want to, you yes. can. Amanda Gate gave me permission, uh, or she told me to tell you fuck. that you have permission to put it in the studio. Yes. So um, absolutely. It, it is. It is a. It is a. Uh, Tension stripper pole. So we'll need to it,
1: I am so excited. Do yeah. we mount it from the ceiling or do we mount it to the stage? Um it's
2: not do? the it's not the kind that you screw into the into the floor, it's the kind that you like you twist. It's uh-huh. like so it's it, it works on a spring and compression. Wow. So you meet we may have to be creative in where we well, put we it. Well we might
1: have to have it in the studio here. But I yeah. wish it could be on stage. That would be
2: in the set inside the studio unbelievable. yeah because
1: that that would make sense because
2: yeah or you'd have to install like a beam that goes like wherever install you want it yeah oh my god and i was going to bring you something too oh, um
1: kids, besides stripper pole that's an yes amazing amazing thing to have here
2: yes but uh i actually have like an extra thing that i'm not really using right now in my room which i think everybody needs to get i believe everybody needs a remote control, a remote control, uh, power adapter switch.
1: What does that, what does that mean?
2: Um, well, basically, um, you plug this into the wall and then you plug whatever you want into it, like a lamp or heater, or I I use it for a heater right now, but I used to use it for like a a desk lamp and you have a remote control with an on and off switch. So literally like you can jump like that old that dilemma where you jump into bed and then you realize oh I forgot to turn the light off
1: and then you have a
2: remote and you have a remote so you just grab the remote That's and you turn it off it's a fancy. game changer ladies That's and gentlemen
1: a fancy it, fancy it will
2: upgrade thing. your game it's
1: like the clapper but without noise
2: yeah and without
1: remember the clapper
2: i remember um the old the lady that would like like it was it was like hooked up to her heart or something cuz she'd clap and then she'd just fall dead <laughs> at the end of the commercial <laughs>
1: No, that's the different one. That's, that's like, I've fallen and I can't get up.
2: Almost, well. <laughs>
1: these, are, these are all the commercials that were on.
2: I think the Clapper might have inspired Life alerts. Maybe. Because of that. Because you watch that really old, watch it on YouTube. Go, well, go look up the Clapper commercial. You'll see it. Like, this is the old lady. She's in bed. She's just, like, had it with the world. And then she left the light on. So she collapsed twice. And then she just falls dead. Do you, do you,
1: do you remember the, also the adjustable beds that are, like.
2: The ten- yeah
1: the, the temp- they, were, they weren't called temper pedic what were they they went up and down and it was yeah, like a special basically like a hospital bed at it was your like, own I think health. it started
2: with a C or something uh, the, these
1: were all the commercials that were on yeah. in between The Price is Right
2: mm-hmm. yes or even featured on The Price is Right
1: Price, yeah. like
2: you see the commercial and then the showcase would happen and, and like oh my god that's the, the bed.
1: bed yeah Oh. If you were on The Showcase Showdown mm-hmm. Would you take the prizes Or would you just take the money To pay the taxes Because you know When you get the prizes they, You have to pay the taxes On the prizes So if you well, win a Either, brand new
2: either way on. Either cash or the prizes You still have to pay the taxes Because it's income Right I, I, I have an accounting degree So I know that. You have
1: an account Do you know how to do a Schedule C?
2: A Schedule C? Um, I, I know how a, I have
1: to do a Schedule C Well
2: I got a, a C, C in C. scheduling <laughs> 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 So I could fake it That's,
1: I have to do taxes. It's, a,
2: it's just an associate's degree. Um, but Schedule C, I think that's what? Um, sole like
1: proprietorship, a, small business. Sole taxes. proprietorship.
2: I did not take that class yet. Dang it. But I will uh, when I get my bachelor's. Okay.
1: So, so you're still in school?
2: Nah, I'm kind of taking a breather right now, actually. Um, I actually just started a new day job, locksmithing. Yeah. Black,
1: did you say locksmithing or blacksmithing?
2: Locksmithing.
1: Oh, okay. I'm like, you're making knives?
2: No, <laughs> I can do that too actually. That's
1: pretty badass. Yeah. But no lock th- being a locksmith, that's a y- you
2: it's a, ser- it's a it is a service industry that is and it's booming in Santa Cruz County.
1: And it's important cuz everyone locks themselves out and sometimes you don't want you have to change your locks.
2: You do. A lot of people lose their keys, have their keys stolen, have to rekey their houses. You have to be
1: very trustworthy for this job. Is there like a is there like a test you take, like a special, like morals test or anything that they to make sure that you're a legitimate person? Well, you can break into anybody's house. Well, Once when, I, when I told him
2: I was a judge for a Magic the Gathering for 20 years, he's like, okay, they're like, you fine. got enough integrity. You're yeah, you're fine.
1: <laughs> right, integrity. That's the thing. <laughs> but when you're a locksmith, you can like it basically you have keys to everyone's everything.
2: Yeah. Or you know. um Unfortunately, it's like, I I know a lot about lock theory, thanks to like YouTube and my dad growing up, because when I was living in... Lock
1: theory? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because like, anybody can learn the basics of how locks operate. I mean, the basic pin and tumbler system has been around since like, you know, the ancient Egyptian days. Um, My co-worker was telling me. the
1: locks, the tumbler... The the pin and tumbler
2: system has been in use ever since... Ancient Egypt.
1: That's insane.
2: Yeah. And it it, it hasn't changed very What were
1: much. they locking up? Their sarcophagi?
2: Yeah. You lock his, you you lock a sarcophagus. Um typically gift stuff for the pharaoh were kept under the lock to keep, you know, grave robbers at bay.
1: like that's unbelievable to me. Yeah. So but
2: and also other valuables as well, because it was a two-class system. You know, you had, you had the...
1: So slaves. You
2: had the slaves, from the, the, the Jewish slaves, and, the Israelites, and you had the pharaohs and, and the upper-class people that Sounds just like what's happening it. now. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: so unfortunately, when you starve oh. the workers, they have to eat, and so they want to raid your bread. You know, they want to raid your grains so that they can make their own bread and stuff like that. So you have to put a lock on it to keep them out.
1: Not a real person. Not a real person. Oh, okay. Lifting the veil. I've, Jonathan just brought me a hot dog from Costco. I am in heaven. This is like the best. Still one of the food. best
2: bargains at Costco. Mm-hmm. Dollar fifty-nine to get like you know, well, just a just a hot dog itself. I think is like a buck. You know, the and it no always comes with a drink. Well, yeah, the, the for the dollar fifty-nine. Yeah, still, Straight it's really it's you get a lot of food for $1.59 It's
1: gonna save my life so that I don't. Yeah,
2: and you can get as much onions be drunk as you all want. Day. I actually saw one lady. Uh, she just kept hitting the crank on the onion machine and just filled up, filled up her, her soda with it.
1: No. Yeah.
2: She loves onions. Well. <laughs> she did, she didn't see. eat it all there. She put some of her hot no, dog was, and then she, she walked out with the rest. It.
1: She was it. She just needed chopped onions for the week. That yeah. is hilarious.
2: Mm-hmm. Or maybe for just one soup. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, it's they're pre-chopped onions. That makes sense. Plus, I actually don't like Pepsi. And that was actually have, that was
2: one of the most unique things I ever saw yeah. at, at Costco. Was the lady who would fill up her soda cup with the onions.
1: Great <laughs> idea. I yeah. should do it with relish because I certainly don't like. She her must soda. have been
2: a Republican because she obviously likes her onion market unregulated.
1: <laughs> so, this blacksmithing is going to change your life
2: it might I, I enjoy it very much it's, it's, it's difficult it's thought provoking work um, it's much different than dishwashing sounds like the much.
1: beginning of a porn uh, like, <laughs> can I fix your you need, you need hey lady your I heard you
2: got something stuck inside your lock
1: yeah you get can't get into your house let me help you hey we're inside your house right integrity
2: yeah yeah no, no nothing like that has happened yet
1: so why the stripper pole? Who's into strippers? I, mean, um, I guess everyone on your show is. Well,
2: so uh, Amanda and Sarah, and and I think Russell, too, actually. They've taken um, pole dancing classes.
1: Oh, my
3: God.
2: Yes, and they talk about it frequently on the show. And if they have a pole here, you know, this, this, this will help your new YouTube account, you know. Mm-hmm. You can see comics and comedians and acts use a stripper pole.
1: You I know. used to practice
2: tastefully, of course, you know, but
1: Yeah, not tastefully. Fuck <laughs> it. I used to practice stripper pulling while it's waiting for the bus, mm-hmm. like around street signs and stuff.
2: Oh,
3: nice!
1: But I didn't know that stripper pulls actually. This one, it's not stationary. It twists, right? Like a yeah, it,
2: It's it's just like a curtain rod It expands as you twist it, and then it. Walks. But if
1: it's, but is it a stationary? Like because real stripper pulls, they turn.
2: Uh, the beauty
1: of it is that they spin. You don't have to spin the poles. I don't spin. think
2: this one. It, I don't, it has parts. I don't know. Amanda just told me about it like right before I got here. It's very exciting. She bought. She bought me breakfast slash lunch. Oh, which is very nice of her.
1: What? Why? What were you out doing? Having so much fun last night? Late drinking?
2: Well, let's see here. Um, let's see. I usually get Wednesdays off, which is why I'm here um, from my day job. Uh, but uh, let's see here. Um, I went to. Um uh bocce cellar for sh- uh Schwa's show. He runs an open mic over there. Mm.
1: It's still in Santa Cruz?
2: Yep, it's in Santa Cruz. Bocce cellar. It's one of the oldest restaurants in Santa Cruz. It's over on um the left hand side of uh you know, River Street.
1: Is there bocce in the cellar?
2: There actually is. There are two bocce <laughs> ball courts.
1: There's <laughs> multiple dartboards, bocce balls runs.
2: And there's giant wooden Jenga
1: giant wooden Jenga. Yeah, so it's people like it's just like regular Jenga people. but
2: like the, no, huge the giant bricks face. are yeah. huge. Yeah. So when somebody you know accidentally Jengas you know it sounds like a car accident.
1: So
2: <laughs> it's so like, like
1: a huge basement or something? What kind of bar is this?
2: Um, Well, it's a converted Victorian house. Oh,
1: that's so the neat. bar
2: and the restaurant are downstairs. Um, out back is a converted garage area which has bathrooms two ball courts a small outdoor bar um, And they're 420 friendly Oh my gosh So there's private property, property And well now you Weed sh- is legal in California So you we can talk about it You were
1: telling me on Santa Cruz Yes I never go there You should go It's such a long S- drive
2: Take a vacation Spend five days You will do five shows
1: That's a good idea
2: Yeah DNA would love to see you And we all would love to see you actually
1: It's just and I used to love Santa Cruz Because Scotts Valley Oh I just love Mm-hmm. I love that whole well, Mount Herman I, I like I still dream mm-hmm. when I have dreams I I often dream about that summer camp Redwood yes. camp at Mount Herman no, it's in my dreams That are hotels mm-hmm. I'm always in a hotel in my dreams it's so wow. weird and then it's just it gets weird what I
2: used do you to have th- this recurring dream when I was a kid of like being stuck in like the Stanley Kubrick like you know, like hotel while riding my big wheel. Whoa. Yeah, and then the checkered floor would like distort. Uh, the lines would get askew and then it'd get all wavy and it would be, it would be harder like for me to pedal. Twin Peaksy. Yeah, it was very Twin Peaksy. And I was five living in San Francisco at the time.
1: Yeah. And was, you was still remember that dream. That's I
2: still remember that dream. It was very vivid. It was very scary. There was, wow. a, there was an ominously looking like butler type guy. Ooh. Yeah, and he like stood on the back of my. Um, big wheel and preventing me from going anywhere Whoa. and he just, he just like stern down me with his like, with his cowled eyes like wow. very big authority figure I think he represented my dad in my dreams
1: wow yeah but you were on a big wheel so yeah you had your own power source even as a child that's nice yeah you were in control of your destiny even though you were i was
2: i was always very much an independent thinker yeah so um like you know how most kids get when they lose their parents in like safeway or in a grocery store they, they start to cry sure i was the one that you know, like oh well she must be down one of these aisles. So i would run around the store looking down every single aisle until i found her
1: wow yeah taking care of business yeah that's great
2: yeah
3: that was me was
1: i a crier or a no, I'm an asker. Mm-hmm. I just find a person that looked official and be like, "I'll ask my mom." Yeah, that's like, I've. Always I was
2: pretty shy as a kid, so I've I didn't never like. I didn't like talking. talking. I I really hated talking to strangers. And but
1: now you just talk to strangers all the time.
2: That's I do, so I, and bars with you know alcohol and 420 friendly environments. Right. I don't smoke, by the way, but um, other all my friends do. So. Why don't you smoke? I never really got into it in high school or or you know, you early get the on. Memo. I did not it's get cool. the memo. All the cool kids do it. I, that's what that's yeah, know. But I wanted to be an iconoclast. I wanna be different than everybody. Um, so I never really got into it. Um I have tried it in the past a couple times. I really don't I just don't like it. I never got into smoking either. Oh, no, like I know I cigarettes. cigarettes is awful. So cigarettes is awful. I didn't you know the, the smell kinda of, I just don't like it. I mean I, I can tolerate it, so if somebody else smokes around me, that's fine. You know, I'll get like, I'll get the third hand high, you know, on the exhale. Um, but I just don't like to get high myself. I feel dirty and whenever I smoke anything, I feel really dirty the next day. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I feel dirty all the time. So that doesn't really bother me. Okay. uh, (laughs) As Jonathan comes in from a cigarette, I, I mean.
2: Came in at the right time in that conversation. When I,
1: <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes before I babysit because I don't want the kids to ever smell it on me. Right. Because I feel like, I mean, I still believe in the social stigma that smoking is dirty and it makes you like less of a person or whatever. Like people who don't smoke are better than people who do smoke. Like I just, I believe that because it's a stigma that's been passed down that like smoking, mm. I, I've been smoking thinking. Is like lately, a lower
2: caste kind of thing. Right. System. A lower
1: caste kind of I've been thinking lately, do cops think about that if you're in a car and you're smoking a cigarette are they more apt to pull you over i think yes
2: Mm. if they see you
1: smoking i think if just smoking a cigarette even i think Mm. that people look down on you if you smoke
2: and certainly if you're smoking in black they're more likely to pull you over (laughs) well or not white apparently
1: right yeah any anything brown i guess is a problem yeah
2: um yeah, you I you
1: don't suffer from that. You're you're very. I
2: you am very pale,
1: pasty complexion. You're yeah,
2: like, thank you. I, are you I, getting
1: I, the opposite now? Where you're like, do you are you feeling the white man hate?
2: I'm feeling a lot of white man guilt, especially. You still feel guilt? Oh, I oh well, just you know, just you know. I was talking with uh, one of the bandmates actually from Homebrew. Um, she's their bassist. Um, she's a lovely um, young um, uh, black woman. And she works, and she's just telling me all these stories about, like, when she started working in a Valero on, uh, yeah, on the west side of Santa Cruz, you know, like, she would always get pulled over by the oh, local wow. cars, Like, for, like, an entire, like, several months.
1: Just because she's black.
2: Just because she's black. Yeah. And, like, where are you going? How, where, you know, this is your car. What? Yeah.
1: Wow. It's like,
2: yes, this is my car. This is the same ride ry- I drive. And she was working the graveyard shift. Wow so racial it took a while profiling. for the cops to like get past their uh their prejudice and their wow. preconceptions you know or their or as we like to call it these days racial profiling Racial
1: profiling, absolutely.
2: you know and when you realize like like hey like she's working in a gas station on the west side of santa cruz yeah and she even tipped them off to like a gang of uh of gang members from salinas who came over and they were boasting about how they were going to steal a bunch of cars.
1: Wow! And
2: and rob a bunch of neighborhoods.
1: From Salinas, those crazy kids.
2: Yeah. Do you,
1: um, do you feel like you? I mean, do you do you get sort of some white man hate? Do you feel, ever feel like people are like, yeah, you're white, you're you mm. you have some special privilege, and I'm angry at you. I I've just been lately. White guys seem to be talking about like, oh, it's really hard to be white right now. <laughs> you feel that or you still feel like it's a good time for the white man
2: I still got a job <laughs> off of Craigslist like that oh, so yes. it's like you know I don't, I don't feel you, the, the you white resist. You know, the resistance against white people.
1: I, I mean, I love racial profiling. Yeah. For me, they're like, they look at me and they don't see me as the degenerate I am. They're like, look at that upstanding lady.
2: That <laughs> upstanding lady, pinnacle yeah. of the community. Yeah. She teaches magic to she children. She runs a radio station. She must have a lot of money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so fun to be poor. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. How much you spend on gas? You spent a lot of time here in the city, yet you're from Santa Cruz. That's a big drive. That 17 is not joking.
2: It's not. No, I was driving it last night.
1: Oh, late night.
2: Late night. Yeah, during construction, where they decide it's fun to work on one side of the road and push all the traffic over to the other. They're side They're doing of the construction
1: road. on the 17. Are they making it bigger? What are they doing?
2: Uh, just, I uh, just maintenance mostly. Um, they just put new a new irrigation trench through the center of the highway. Oh. Um, to get rid of the puddling that happens during hard raid storms.
1: Right, because then it's like hydroplane season right off that road yeah. right into the
2: Yeah, I've, I've, I've learned to fishtail it many times around 17, around some blind corners. So. Um, but invariably, it's like as soon as like there were seven or eight accidents, the first day it started raining really heavily in San Antonio. Sure,
1: Cruz. of course, because every, everybody still drives willy-nilly. Yeah, the that's the reason
2: why I don't spit out the car anymore on 17, because somebody's going to get killed. Yeah.
1: If you spit out the if car. If I spit yeah. out, the, ro-
2: yeah. if you spit out the window, you effect. make the road wet. When the road gets wet, people die. People die. die.
1: Right. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a scary road.
2: Yeah, it is a very scary road. And unfortunately, there's no plans to tunnel through it. or.
1: Yeah, can't can't go under it. Can't go over it. Well, well, they could go, go, go under it, but it. the
2: longer that they wait, the, the, the higher the cost is. Probably, I think one estimate I read was like it would take like... Maybe close to a billion dollars to tunnel through Seventeen. A
1: billion dollars? Well, there used to be a reservoir there with water and stuff. Like
2: indeed, yeah, it's still part of a floodplain system.
1: Yeah, so um, you can't. I mean, how would you have a? a tunnel? You'd have to.
2: you It would probably only be like maybe one road, or or maybe two, and it would just be used for commercial purposes. <sighs> so amazing. that way, that when the sand trucks, you know, dump their sand over, um, you know, they don't. It doesn't take eight hours to clean up the freeway.
1: Sure. What's, uh, we were, you just mentioned being scared. What are things you're afraid of?
2: Uh, interpretive dance.
1: Really? <laughs> it That's creeps funny.
2: me out. The end spiders. Um,
1: interpretive dance and spiders. That's like a great name for a comedy album.
2: I think that would be a great band name, actually. Interpretive, ladies and, and gentlemen, spiders. interpretive dance and spiders.
1: <laughs> Everything people are afraid of. Yeah. Like but modern I'm, dance? What do you mean by interpretive dance? Like mime? um uh, miming's
2: okay you know because it's like it's pantomime it's part of acting you know but you know caught
1: in a box no problem
2: caught in a box i can handle that but dancing like, on a box problem but like somebody dancing like trying to like represent a forest <laughs> or a spider or the angst or the or the inner turmoil and angst of you know black america it's right
1: just, yeah in a dance in done a by dance. small white children i love D-
2: it i saw it yeah no i don't want to it's watch so it
1: <laughs> yeah. interpretive dance and spiders
2: it's like it just makes me feel really uncomfortable and i'm like you look like a fool people are watching
1: you. yeah yeah no i've, I've but seen i mean it.
2: i love dance I, I love i really love like structured dancing like ballroom dancing oh that's a, that's another big a hobby of mine
1: you ballroom dance
2: i do i i used to live with a professional ballroom dancer well she was an amateur at the time but like
1: now she's a professional
2: now she's professional because she's actually teaching
1: how many cool outfits does she have
2: uh well just borrowed more than a few um the the great thing about them is they don't take up much room in her suitcase
1: Uh, (laughs) ballroom dancing yeah that's like,
2: I've done, I swing is like my, my go-to. That's yeah, like, that's I've been doing swing, that ever swing. since I was a teen.
1: Wow. But you I've really got salsa, in it in the late salsa,
2: some beginning, like, you know, waltz, foxtrot, and all that kind of dancing.
1: Who knows how to do that anymore? Besides you.
2: Well, There's a huge I know where you people. can go to learn. You can talk to my, you can talk to my uh, friend, Jessica.
1: But I mean, why else? I mean, people used to dance like that. That used to be a thing, but I don't, it, it's like one of those weird dying arts. like, people don't know how to dance like it still has
2: a very tight community so people when when they get into dancing they still like it they know they you know they build that interest they build that community they have their friends do it they hang out with their friends after dancing and stuff like that
1: and they're like 80 years old right no who are (laughs) they
2: no they're actually 20 somethings um 20 somethings that dance all the way up to like people in their 60s you're, and 70s you're
1: a weirdo because you're in all these weird niche communities like yes. you're in i like
2: to put my fingers in many things you're
1: like in the niche of ballroom dancing yes You've got your fingers in the comedy pot you Got the karaoke thing happening uh-huh. with amanda rocks and yes. that whole crew
2: got some compliments last night for singing for singing um dream on by aerosmith
1: oh that's a good song
2: yeah it's a hard i, I song. sang
1: the reflex by duran duran Nice. I wanted to sing Alanis Morissette, Mm -hmm. "Ironic" in the style of James Hetfield. Ah! But they didn't have "Ironic." Mm. It's a really funny song when I, because I just do the James Hetfield voice after like uh, every single line. (laughs) Let me do it for a second. It's like rain on a wedding day. It's a free ride, but you're already late. Yeah, it's good advice. (laughs) 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 So. <laughs> <laughs> <"The discurrentica>. <laughs> 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 and who would have thought it <laughs> Right? Totally works. The that's whole good. song works. That's pretty Really fun to do. Awesome. so it's like my new comedy go-to cuz people were like
2: I think I think that that's should be a, a, a great comedy but that could be like the new Aristocrat, you know, like celebrity karaoke.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. James, sure, James Hetfield singing Alanis more Oh, like,
1: exactly, yeah. Or yeah.
2: Bob Dylan singing. Um,
1: Bob Dylan uh, will not even make eye contact with people. No, like he won't. <laughs> he's like
2: I'm Bob a- Dylan's singing anything else but a Bob Dylan so, song. Yeah,
1: which would be funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm. I love karaoke. Um, I'm trying to come up with a new show, and it just it takes a lot of legwork, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the payoff will be. But it's. I want to call it. Carlos Mencio's <laughs> Jokey And comedians who are on the show have mm-hmm. to write down their jokes and give them to other comedians to oh. do their set. But then people in the audience actually Jokey whatever they want. So they like tell mm. me ahead of time, like, I want to do George Carlin's this, or I want to do Bill Cosby's Give Us the Chocolate Cake, or do okay. you know what I mean? So it would be like, I want to do. Sarah Silverman's porn song or but they
2: yeah I, I saw that post on Facebook and I said I wanted to do yeah um, uh, Andy Griffith's um, some folks call it football that, that's that, old that is very old it is it is actually one of the albums my dad used to have on vinyl and it's one of the very first comedy routines I ever learned wow. as a kid
1: wow so you learned comedy routines as a kid that was like thing you've to. yeah
2: my dad had a bunch of comedy albums he had he had Andy Griffith he had he also had um bumper cars with bill cosby oh that's the one that had a chicken heart me and my siblings um i have an older brother and a younger sister um we're only we're like probably the closest triplets you've ever seen um only separated by like 13 to 16 months (laughs) so um but yeah we listened we loved the chicken heart so much we listened to that track over and over and over so much we actually wore it out wow and my dad was pissed off. <laughs> when he found out. We wore out the vinyl. Yeah, we wore out the chicken heart. So, maybe like only half the the whole routine ever plays anymore. It stops. It stops right after um, you know, Bill Cosby spreads the jello all over the kitchen.
1: <laughs> and, the Jell-O. and
2: and then his, and then his uncle comes out. To get a glass of water, and then he just slips and falls. Blah. Mm.
1: The chicken heart. I,
2: and then it and it starts back up again when the chicken heart starts to eat Manhattan. So.
1: I do. I have. We have a Bill Cosby tape, and we listened to that recently. Yeah. That particular sketch. I was always fond of the one that was on the HBO, the HBO special, mm-hmm. where he wore the brown. The,
2: the brown suit. The brown
1: was it? Suit was a suit. Yeah. Yeah,
2: the brown corduroy suit. I, yeah, think, I remember.
1: Yeah, the daddy's great. He gives us the chocolate cake. Yeah, he, was, he, he gives like, us the chocolate cake. He gives us pops, too. But it was great because he's like, there's d- there's eggs in it. It's eggs. It's chicken. Eggs, healthy. Yeah. Is it flour like, my
4: flour man, and my mind went through the list of ingredients. And it said, like milk? You got milk? Yeah, eggs. That's breakfast. breakfast. Flour? <laughs> That's breakfast. And there's some sugar and chocolate in it. It's all
1: in It's going <laughs>
4: <laughs> and up giving to the kids eating chocolate cake for breakfast and then my wife comes down the stairs and just <laughs> oh. fire comes out of her eyes see that's why Jokeyokey will be <laughs>
1: fun. Yeah. Uh, uh speaking of rape allegations, everyone's in a comedy culture tonight.
2: <laughs> we, were, Do we, we were right from Bill Cosby to rape.
1: Well, it just it just I think then things are synonymous now unfortunately, but I still I don't have a problem with him. I still like him and like his comedy. It didn't
2: I, I still appreciate his comedy. I, you know. It didn't
1: change anything for me. I, and I've, even this like we were talking about Scott Bay, we're like, yeah, well Scott Bay It doesn't like change the art.
2: The art doesn't change when you find out more about the person. Sure. Like Chris Brown still has great songs. Even though he used Rihanna as a punching bag.
1: Oh, so, poor Rihanna.
2: Or sorry, I believe he used Rihanna as a punching yeah. bag.
1: No, I mean, but it's it's the same thing with R. Kelly. I, you know, not... Watching Trapped in the Closet, all 22 hours of it, is one of, like, it's a great moment of life. Like, it is mm-hmm. hilarious and amazing, and I, and I appreciate him as an artist. Yeah. Even though it's... I mean... He does all the voices anyway. it's, yeah. it's like a crack fueled wonder, wonderkind. I love that trap in the closet. But yeah, he also pees on little girls and keeps them as sex slaves or whatever. I'm like, I don't want to eat.
2: Yeah, it's the whole conditioning. Like I, I it, it takes a certain level. I I know it takes a certain level person to do that. Um, you know, intellectually, but also like you know, with like weak morals. I, I guess my morals are just too high. But who to wants to have that?
1: sex with people that are don't know what they're? I just I don't even understand. Like it stops
2: being about the other person. It just it's completely it's just a complete selfish act. You're just yeah. satisfying your it at that point. Right. So it stops being like yeah. the connection. Like to me, a relationship has to be it has there it has to be give and take. You know. Right. You have to you you the object is to please the other person. Well, in the I relationship.
1: think though that if you're a famous person, it's all about you maybe at that point like once you're famous like of course I can sleep with 15 year old girls or drug people or do it but should you
2: them, but, like
1: uh, w- why would you want to like I would never want to give I would never drugs. want to do that because if I
2: had a 15 year old daughter um, I would yeah you know I would want to hurt the guy that like hurt my daughter
1: right or, you know, but or the
2: conditioned the, her and, but and took her away from my family year
1: old girl Who's gonna see R. Kelly and be like? Oh my God, R. Kelly wants to put wants- his penis in me. Wow, this is amazing. I must be very special because yeah. they're a famous person, so they can like get away with many more things. I'm sure that they're. God, let's see. When I was 15, if like, I if, remember who, if anybody. I was trying to think of what famous people I would have been like. No, not Bobby Brown. I'm trying to think of the famous people. If I was, when I was that that young, that I'd be like, oh yeah. Even though I'm a virgin, I'd totally have sex with that person. I mean, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. If Brad Pitt came knocking on my door, like, yeah, Cat uh, Stevens. Thanks, Cat Stevens. Honey. There you yeah. go. Um, I don't know. I just, wi- uh, uh, women are weird. Yeah, it's the 15 year old girls. If you're, oh, well, I was if you're I was a 15 year old
2: boy once, and you know that they were They're quite a few celebrities and, and girls in my class that I had, you know, I had crushes on and stuff like that. You know, like when I was 13, I had a huge crush on Debbie Gibson. Huge. Oh,
1: Debbie Gibson. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: And sure. Me and too. The closest I ever <laughs> got to meeting Debbie Gibson was I met Emile Smith in a bar in Sarah Madre. Who's Emile Smith? Emile Smith. Um, Is an actor? No, uh, actually he's a visual effects supervisor and a director. He directed Sharknado.
1: Oh my God, Sharknado is brilliant. It's one of the most brilliant things that ever happened in the history of cinema.
2: Yes, and he also did the Mechadon versus Mechadon, which he showed me on his iPhone at the bar to prove that he was him. That's so funny. I I still have his business card. He has my old business card. Um, So before he was directing Sharknado, he was the visual effects supervisor supervisor for Mutant Enemy, Joss Whedon's company. So he did all the visual effects for Buffy and Serenity and Firefly he did all that stuff huh. he designed all the all those ships that ship he designed it all he put it all in the thing when they're doing you know he, he did
1: all that stuff that's crazy awesome
2: yeah and so, we, so that's a like, close. by the way Joss, Joss Whedon loves marijuana
1: oh good <laughs> uh, who is that the most famous person you've met I,
2: I think that is the most famous person I've ever met you know
1: is a visual effects supervisor slash director of Sharknado yes alright that's, that's up there yeah
2: he's a nice guy he's you know
1: any celebrity sightings
2: oh gosh um i know Why i, th- I care, think i think actually um ronnie lot while i was working at a blockbuster, ronnie
1: lot that's fucking awesome did you yeah. ask to see his non-finger finger
2: i did not i was working at a <laughs> blockbuster video and do you
1: know that he cut off his finger in a game or something to keep playing he broke a finger wow and was like just get rid of it i gotta keep playing wow <laughs>
2: he's a damn good player too but yeah, but I read, he read some videos on somebody else's account. Oh. <laughs>
1: you so. met Ronnie Lat. That's a big one. Yeah. I saw Drew Barrymore on Whole Foods. <sighs> I embarrassed yes. the shit out of myself. Nice. I ran up to her, did a knee slide. I was like, "I love you! I love everything you've done. Flower Power is so great! You're producing films, and you're incredible." She's like, "I'm just trying to shock frozen, frozen food." <laughs> <laughs> I embarrassed Drew Barrymore. I know it's it's
2: really hard not to hold people up on a pedestal, you know, that you admire so much, but you know, everybody's got to eat.
1: Mario Batali kissed me twice and hugged me close. I met him. And I was oh. really sad that he got in that whole allegations of stuff in the in the call out. No, me
2: Too well now culture. you are in the allegations of stuff. In
1: my call out me because he culture. kissed you twice. I, I mean, love it. Was it consensual? I was so consensual. It okay. Was so consensual. He kissed kissed, kissed both oh, my cheeks. Oh, on, on the
2: cheeks. Oh, he okay. Kissed my
1: cheeks like a like an Italian. I went, to, I went to I went to France
2: big, and nobody kissed my cheeks or
1: like like a French person. Yeah. And he and he hugged me so closely and we talked for a few minutes and it was so exciting.
2: Was he was he wearing the uh, orange the Crocs?
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. He was it, and he was bigger than you'd think and he had his big orange ponytail and his yeah. little balding hair and he signed my book and he said, "Glad to finally meet you, Mario Batelli And he was oh. when he was accused in this Me Too culture. I'm like. Yeah. They were all drunk you, at a party. Have you read
2: his apology letter and, and his little cinnamon pizza roll <laughs> recipe? <laughs> Is
1: that what he gave He it? wrote it's an, an apology. apology
2: letter and he attached a cinnamon recipe with it. That's um so it's, sweet. it's only half an apology when you read through it. Um, but actually there's a, a brilliant blogger, I think from New York. Um, uh, she actually uh, wrote a piece about um, baking that cinnamon pizza roll sweet yeah because it's like it's just, it's like cinnamon rolls but instead you use pizza dough
1: that's great it's really yeah. smart what it's, an idea
2: oh uh, but yeah but she talks about like you know like you know it's like, like so she could have gotten like you know like pillsbury like ready-made you know but, but i'm that. a woman in a competitive environment with men, so of course I have to start with the fucking flour.
1: <laughs> Wait, I can swear
2: on this show, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: so I have to make the dough from fucking scratch. Yeah,
1: I I always make my dough. And
2: from while scratch. and while she was cooking it, the end pieces that she cut off started to erect themselves during Oh-ho. the baking. Oh,
1: interesting. Fun. Great. She's like,
2: Great. I
1: now there's I I, more.
2: I great. The cinnamon rolls now have a fucking erection
1: Yeah So Just like Mario Batali So look
2: it up Mario Batali's cinnamon roll recipe I
1: will I have a bunch look of cookbooks
2: I love it. Well do a, do a Google search for it And then you'll you'll find the article And it's it, really brilliantly written From a woman's perspective
1: Yeah In well, a male
2: dominated You know Environment the, the
1: thing This was the whole thing that called him out He was a drunk at a party mm-hmm. And he accidentally spilled wine On a woman's cleavage And he was excited about it And so mm-hmm. he started sort of mopping it up yeah, with a napkin, and he kind of started feeling her up.
2: Ah! Uh, so
1: he was like, it started as like a, I'm trying to help you, and then it was like, that I'm gentleman would your like boobs. hand
2: her napkins or ask to help her first before yeah, starting just to dabbing
1: dabbing at her cleaning. before you
2: start. Diving in the Davenport I was, I Yeah
1: Diving right in But uh, yeah. it was I, I I, wouldn't have If Mario Batali Wanted to touch my boob I would never have a problem with it I mean and Am yeah. I complicit in the culture I guess I am I'm like Oh yeah Of course If they're famous They can do whatever they want Because they're famous Wow Yeah Or whatever
2: But it's it also like Not only just like Being a celebrity But it's also like the Kitchen culture Which you know it, There is no human resources In, in the right. kitchen
1: Right Yeah Every, They tell you to fuck off That's what you do You have yeah. yeah. They yell at you. As I,
2: I well, as I learned at, at working at a restaurant, um, you know, I as a joke I hit somebody's keys that I work with.
1: Oh, prankster! And he responded, prankster. and
2: he responded by by grabbing my balls. Wow. <laughs> so
1: it's just like that,
2: which I did not appreciate. So he grabbed your balls. Yeah.
1: That is some sexual harassment.
2: Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time in but the you kitchen, just go, Whoa. everywhere. Yeah, I wish it would change. Really. Well.
1: Just, Just the machismo and the kind of
2: yeah, it's it's anything happened. flies. When I used to work for a food supplier, um, you know, I I heard a story like the company doesn't tolerate you know sexual harassment of any kind, like not even from their customers, <laughs> because they have a there was there was one of the drivers uh, who's a very lovely woman. Um, she delivered food to one restaurant and one of the cooks over there grabbed her boobs just pushed her up against the wall and started
3: grabbing
5: her boobs that's wow
2: so guess what the next day they found out about it they yanked his account they grabbed all their food back that they delivered
1: wow well they stood up for their people that's nice they do
2: yeah there needs to be more of that in this world
1: yeah absolutely
2: yeah I hope I I haven't offended anybody I try not to
1: I constantly offend everybody yeah. Like I don't There's nothing you can do About it anymore It's like yeah. whatever
2: I just I just want I I just want to be a nice guy And be rem- remembered for that was Like, that's, be like Oh that guy good. Oh that guy Pablo He's a nice guy
1: <laughs> You are a nice guy yeah. I I uh, made a girl cry I made a girl leave a bar I was doing jokes And I did my abortion joke And she was so offended And upset oh. And triggered That she was crying And had to leave the bar What
2: is your abortion joke If I can ask you
1: Yeah Um So It's 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 not too lengthy But I'll, I'll run through it for you Um As you saw me take that shot of whiskey earlier, uh, I don't have any children because I am a responsible adult. Because you know what? On a Wednesday, sometimes I want a shot of whiskey in the day. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I have no kids to come home to. That's fine. I don't want them. But now we've got this whole Trumpian stuff. He's trying to reverse the Roe v. Wade. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. You're going to make me have a baby? You don't want to make me have a baby. I'm a responsible person that doesn't want to have a baby. Because if I had a baby, uh, I'd have to buy some new tools (laughs) because <laughs> we'd have to drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk uh, so the baby could breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. <laughs> so you put the baby in the trunk with a sleeping bag. I, I can't afford a babysitter. Right. I am a babysitter. What the and fuck you can't am leave I going to do in with the, the cabs baby? Anymore. What are you going to Yeah, we're going to leave him at home alone. We're going to put him in front of Netflix. Netflix is not the babysitter yet. Yeah. This baby, this baby's going to turn like 4 and it's still going to need one of those leashes cuz it keeps running out into traffic cuz it wants to kill itself. So, ah. I'm like, I don't want you either. It wants <laughs> it's right. trying to commit suicide. At six, I could finally get called into this stupid parent-teacher conference, and it's like uh, the teacher's sitting there, and she said, Um, you're child said that you love alcohol more than it and i'm like this is a sippy cup filled with vodka you dumb bitch <laughs> like, what do you, you think i want to be here i didn't want the kid i didn't Did we did we miss the memo finally the kid turns 12 or whatever and it starts doing ketamine and i'm like who's your dealer i can take you to burning man this is gonna be fun <laughs> gonna be, finally get to know each other this is gonna be awesome and at 15 it starts doing cocaine and i'm like wow and You know, I learned from this child, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. (laughs) From the mouths of babes, genius. It finally dies at 17 years old. It has this terrible, like, speedball thing, right? Cocaine and heroin in the vein, absolutely dead. Seventeen years. It's a seventeen-year late-term abortion. Mm. That is the latest late-term abortion I could have ever had.
3: Mm-hmm. It was your choice,
1: America? To put it through rehab four times.
3: <laughs> so
1: that's the whole joke. And she was so upset And offended She cried And got out Like she didn't even get To the 17 year late To abortion thing She was just so offended And upset That I was talking about Like leaving babies In trunks And babies wanting To commit
2: suicide (laughs) You left a hole For the baby It's not like you're a monster
1: Right Right The baby can breathe It doesn't (laughs) matter Whatever Fuck the The point is that there's a reason why I don't have children. I'm a 43-year-old woman, and mm-hmm. I didn't want them, and I still don't want them. And any other person that wants to make choices like that should have that choice. Mm-hmm. I've had two abortions. Yeah, of course I have, because I'm a, you know...
2: That's what adults do when they don't want to have a kid.
1: Exactly. And it wasn't like... I was. I mean, they were both, like, 20 years apart, so it's not even like... Yeah. yeah. So
2: i'm just really tired of men trying to tell women what they can do with their lives and their babies
1: isn't it interesting though but don't you feel as a man that you should like is 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 it that should i
2: force a woman to to have my kid if, if i want the kid
1: well, but isn't that and what she marriage doesn't? is about? You you haven't gotten married. You're not. Are you? I've
2: never been married.
1: Are you? Is that a thing that you actively avoid or like? Uh,
2: I haven't avoided. I haven't avoided marriage. I just you know haven't met anybody dumb enough to say yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Have you met anybody dumb enough you want to ask? Uh, there's been
2: a couple. <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: You've had some big well, my last girlfriend, when
2: we it? when we were starting dating, I was like, I was like, you know, coming like we'd been together for a year, and I was, you know, just sitting by myself, having a beer after going to college, and I was like, wow, I, I can see myself with the future with this woman.
1: Wow. Yeah. And how long did it last and why did it uh, last two more
2: years after that two,
1: so well wow three-year relationship that's a yeah. long relationship it,
2: it was it's the longest relationship i've ever had
1: yeah yeah you don't necessarily need to get yeah. married it's just three-year relationship
2: yeah but you know it's like i i want to get married I want I want this I, I want so to fucking I want to use my fucking dance skills, okay? Yeah,
1: exactly. I want you're, to show you're off. already ready for the
2: Yeah, I want the party, I want the I want the alcohol, I want to do cake stands, I want to do dance.
1: Cake <laughs> stands. I
2: what? want her dad to give her to me and I look him in the eye and be like, "Yeah." Wow. Yeah, she mine now.
1: Wow, <laughs> traditionalist.
2: Yeah. I'm a method actor. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you're young you have plenty of time if you still I'm, want to get that I'm actually done.
2: 43 so oh well, I'm just as you're still I still chicken that's why I avoid the sun right right see
1: never it's smart never been married never never avoid got the
2: sun don't don't never ST. get a tan my sister my younger sister now looks like my older sister wow because she's a sun worshiper she loves the beach she went to hawaiian pacific university and got a bachelor's in marine biology
1: and in a bachelor's in tan yeah yeah you didn't you didn't you don't get tan and you don't smoke so those are both things that will help save your skin and make you look yes. young
2: i plan to be precious. dancing on all my family's graves <laughs> It all what do you w-
1: think happens after we die
2: uh i mm, I don't have any evidence that, that would say otherwise but i have but a friend of mine um, Todd gave me a, his theory he does he believes that like that we're better than the sum of our parts better than all the you know, electrolytes and and the chemicals and, you know, the hormones and, and the water and the salt and all the minerals and stuff. We're, we're greater than the sum of our parts. So he really believes that when we die, our spirit goes on. And maybe becomes something else, either in this dimension or something else.
1: In or In another alternate dimension. dimensions. Yeah
2: like are like our thought our whole processes like you know it's like it becomes another star in another dimension
1: Wow that's fancy Yeah What do you but you do you you believe in this guy's theory you're like you believe I would in the like spirit? to believe
2: in that theory I just need to see some evidence to support it Sure I believe I believe I believe in facts and and evidence and truth
1: Right and you know, in our bodies that, in order to have this consciousness we yeah. have to breathe and then there's these lungs and there's a heart and things yeah. pump and there's a brain and all these things happen Yeah. and he's saying that beyond all that there's something else that is this nugget that makes it doesn't breathe that doesn't
2: mm-hmm.
1: beat that doesn't, it's just a thing yeah, that it is, exists. exists.
2: Yeah, our consciousness exists. On our a, consciousness
1: on a, exists outside of our body.
2: It could Well, it's right now it's in our body. Right bodies.
1: now it's in our body.
2: But when we die, when we die our- all of all of what we are doesn't just stop. It goes somewhere else. We don't know where that is.
1: Huh. That's kind of a um, that the hubris of man to think that we that we live on that we're special. It's so funny because there's so many of us, right? There's yeah. so many humans. Mm-hmm. And every person thinks that, that they are as important or that their lives are as important to them as everyone else's are to them. I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird empathetic thought that like you believe that your life Mm -hmm. is important and I believe my life is important Mm -hmm. and that you, this is, it was the thing I figured out when I was like, I don't know, it took me a long time when I was 16 or 17. I was like, my parents are actual people. Yeah. They don't exist solely for my benefit.
2: Yeah. Everybody poops.
1: Right. They're, but they're their own like, thing they're there and everybody has like their own thing yeah and that's everybody
2: has their own unique perspective in the entire world nobody right. knows what anybody else's life is like
1: but that there's so many of us and if everybody's thinking that individually
2: mm-hmm. like not everybody does think that a lot of people do it's hard to know exactly the right the, that same number
1: right well we but know but it that. takes
2: it but it takes a conscious effort to not be selfish that's the thing Ah. Yeah, to think about so how selfish. other people think and feel and how their perspective...
1: I'm the worst. I'm the most selfish. It's terrible.
2: Wow. Well,
1: so I don't much. think you're that selfish. Well, I mean, you, you teach other
2: people something that you enjoy. You know, like hosting a radio show, Magic the Gathering sharing sharing jokes making people laugh.
1: Yeah, but that's all narcissism. I only stand on stage cuz I like hearing myself talk. I mean, come on, let's be honest.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's very nice of you to recognize that.
1: I love I'm like, there are, I, I love the There
2: I know there are still a lot of comics who will never admit that. There is there is a bit of narcissism involved. It's so with much. Taking the microphone.
1: So much hubris. Yeah. Who's your favorite comic in the scene?
2: Oh, uh, Santa Cruz scene? Santa whatever,
1: scene? whatever. Chat yeah, Opus we're all like in the same.
2: Chad Opus is definitely like either number one or number two on my list.
1: Nice. Yeah, Joe Gorman's Love. my number one. Jill Gorman Very and, Joe Gorman, and probably Sean McKenzie, but he's leaving.
2: Well, he'll he'll be, he'll be still be the number one in, in.
1: He'll still be around. Yeah, he's not yeah. dying. He's just going to New York. Yeah, yeah.
2: Which to which to, to San Francisco sounds like death. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't imagine. Go, have fun. moving to. Yeah. I wouldn't even know how to start in a yeah. new place like that. Well,
2: one of my old comic buddies, um Ben Switzer, he used to, he ran a very popular room at the Red um, in Santa Cruz, which used to be like, you know, this old hotel that was also a brothel for some, for, for for a while. Cool. Yeah. So, but it's not a brothel anymore. So, trust me. Um <laughs> But uh, but they have a restaurant upstairs and he hosts a show there. It was very popular. He hosted for nearly like 2 or 3 years and then he decided to to leave Santa Cruz, go to New York and start doing comedy over there and try to become a writer. What happened? He's still doing it.
1: He's still doing it in
2: He's still trying to get
1: Oh, he's still up. trying in New York.
2: Yeah, he's still he's he's hosting a show. Um he pops up in my Facebook feed sometimes his dad and his mom also pop up in the Facebook feed because we got, we got to meet them at the Mediterranean down in Aptos one night and Aptos. his dad is i oh god his dad is like incredible
1: it's amazing that they're supportive of his of what he's they doing are, they
2: are they're a very supportive family
1: you are know. you are your parents supportive of your comedy they think it's a cool yeah actually movie?
2: both my mom and my dad have come down to see shows
1: really yeah they That's got divorced when i was special.
2: 12 um, so that was kind of hard that was hard. Right. That was, a, That's probably like my realization that my my, my parents aren't these mythological beings that right. stay married forever.
1: Oh my God, was it so hard when your mom started dating? Were you like, ah.
2: Uh. Oh, the, the first guy she was dating was just trying to get a green card.
1: <gasps> and you knew it and you were a kid. Yeah, and like, I could mom, see right through. him. mom. Like,
2: and the guy was like really trying to like impress me. So he would give me money to go play video games in their arcades because back then I don't know if the kids know this but we had to put quarters into a video game machine or to play it
1: right when you lose <laughs> when you lose it's actually kind of a loss when yeah. you get to keep playing off the quarter it's like wow I'm still yeah. playing sweet
2: yeah yeah the, the object was not, you know, he gave you
1: he money. gave me
2: like five dollars to like go play video games you know so get out of my way kid yeah it was like the only time we, we ever like really had a conversation <laughs> you know he was a nice guy, but I you know, I knew, I knew exactly why he was dating my mom. You know? Wow! I just knew. did. You
1: it. tell her? Did you say, "Mom, I think he just wants the green card"? Or did, was that not she told me? Oh! <sighs> um.
2: I have, I had the very um, privilege of uh, getting to be like my mom's best friend while she was going through her divorce and Interesting. everything.
1: Interesting, the middle child.
2: The middle child, the one that desperately tries to get attention, was getting all the attention from his mother.
1: Wow! During his divorce. Wow.
2: Yeah, so I, I got to see, I, I get to hear all the stories, all the negative things about my dad. Um,
1: wow.
2: Did not change my opinion about my dad, though.
1: Just hearing, because you were like, well, that's her perspective. I don't yeah. necessarily agree with
5: it. Yeah.
2: I was, you know, it's like, you know, like my dad, you know, pretty,
5: he, pretty he was a woke in, for a 12 year old. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: I mean, my dad was in Vietnam. And oh. Yeah. Yeah. He, wow. started, he did this in Vietnam, and then um, when I was born in Alaska, um, he was working, actually, in the Army Corps of Engineers. Um, he was working over there, actually, um, in Vietnam, in the best part of the Army Corps as well. Uh, but he was working in the radiology department up in Alaska. Wow. So
1: He went to Vietnam. That was great. Did he talk about that at all when you were little? No.
2: He didn't take. He didn't say much. He did show us a few photos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like the, he took a few photos of like a like some polaroids of like, you know, a band that was playing. There was a lovely blonde woman, young blonde woman that was playing in the USO, um he didn't wearing have- a wearing a classic 1960s/70s, you know, like you know, like Paisley dress and so stuff like that. was like Cher that. or
1: something. No, it wasn't Cher.
2: Well, if <laughs> Cher was a thin blonde woman, then right. this woman would look like, th- exactly like that. And there was this other low, one of my favorite photos from my dad is, is a photo of, of him and all the guys in his barracks. There's like six of them and they got a shaving cream fight. Huh? So they're like, they had Good had arms
1: all clean and yeah fun in
2: they vietnam. all had mohawks done up they were drawing things like peace signs on their bellies wow in the shaving cream so they had fun out there
1: it was like summer camp except it was vietnam yeah yeah
2: i mean my dad never told me but i learned like through my siblings and stuff like that that you know like you know he'd be working on a bridge uh, with the army corps and he'd be standing next to a guy that you know you know, he had a beer with the other night, and then that the next day, the guy would get his head blown off by a sniper.
1: <gasps> oh my God. That's, so, yeah. that's crazy times. My ex husband's, or well, my ex father in law, he was in Vietnam and he would never talk about it. Mm-hmm. And one time he came to visit us, we were living in Davis, and we wanted to take him to this Vietnamese restaurant because we liked it or whatever. And we were like, hey, we're going to this place the Vietnamese. And he goes, I had enough of that fucking food in Vietnam he did right? not he did not want to go there we we're like we'll go to indian food <laughs> oops didn't let's know. get a pizza yeah we didn't i didn't know it was like it's something that i guess people that go to war like they just put it in a
2: yeah they a put box. it in a lock in a lock box with a, with a pin and number system
1: right exactly <laughs> and only a locksmith can get it out
2: and, well only only if you have the key right which unfortunately it's like for somebody with, you know, PTSD, it's like picking... You have to pick the lock and you know, right. get it out of them. Well, I and a, you don't know what's going to be in that box.
1: It's very, I'm sure it's terrible, scary stuff. I was obsessed with Vietnam as a child. And I did some... like In eighth grade, we had to do this um, project where we had to do something or whatever. And I was like... I stood outside the mall with a video camera, old VHS camera, and I asked people what they thought about Vietnam. And this is like in 88, so I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And... Nobody wanted to talk about it, and it was funny because I was born in the year that Vietnam ended, seventy four, and so this is you know, fourteen years later, and still, I mean, fourteen years since the end, people were, no, either people didn't know what to say or they didn't want to say anything at all,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and I was just like, really? I don't know. I just I was I was just really interested in, and I still am. That I think the craziest thing about Vietnam is that. One of the craziest things—we just burned like an entire country, and yeah. all this beautiful forest. Not only burned it,
2: but spread Agent Orange, and
1: destroyed and DDT, the, and right? Destroyed the ecological systems. How many butterflies? How many st- like species of butterflies did we just destroy? How many like weird monkeys? Yeah. I, mean, I know we killed a lot of people too, but. Yeah. Probably the most
2: devastating weapon that actually was used in Vietnam wasn't bombs, wasn't Agent Orange, wasn't napalm. It was actually the bulldozer.
1: Really? Yeah. Because they just picked up the forest and were like, "Fuck it."
2: Well, in order to build like a you know, like an anti-air battery, you have to fil- You have to form them in in a triad, so that one can cover the other two, that way you can increase your range. And that includes clearing out a huge section of forest around that battery so that you can see huh. the entire sky Ah. so so the bulldozers that they brought over probably did the most damage to the forest you know in Vietnam
1: right and we're just like we're not even thinking about like fucking cool no bugs. General, general
2: says clear me a 100 yard circle so I can put a battery here right and you do it because it's what you're told to do
1: right And there's, and the monkeys are running and there's all this crazy stuff. Yeah. I just, I feel like we really, we've done, I mean, the ecological disasters that we've perpetrated in the name of war is even, I mean, yes. And we kill people and that's important too. But like if the apocalypse happened, I'd eat a person way before I'd eat a raccoon.
2: (laughs) Certainly leaner meat. I would say that much. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I just Except
2: for Trump Don't eat Trump It's nothing but fat and gristle
1: Right exactly Well you cook it I think everybody's butt tastes good That's (laughs) the wrong way (laughs) to I mean in a cannibalistic sense
3: (laughs) I don't mean in that way Because
1: I'm not into like I'm not into the probiotic beauty of Butthole licking But Uh I am into If if somebody If I had to eat flesh To survive the apocalypse Mm -hmm. I would before I even ate a dog before I ate a cat I would easily eat a person Mm. is that illegal is that illegal for me to say that out loud I'm not gonna kill it would
2: be illegal for you to say I'm going to eat a person right now (laughs) you cannot say that
1: I'm not into like but we're
2: talking about a hypothetical situation hypothetical
1: situation in the future
2: yes in the future if if the plane crashes and everybody has their, their comfort animals with them you're probably gonna eat the people. I'm probably for,
1: gonna eat the people. And I'm not gonna eat.
2: You'll be surrounded by comfort animals.
1: Well, I think <laughs> cats are way more important than people. Not cats all. are amazing animals.
2: <laughs> I, I, I love cats. I wish I could have cats where I live. But I don't. I had to give up my last cat that I had when I oh. moved back to Santa Cruz.
1: Why? Where? Who did you give it to? Nice home. I gave it to my mom. Oh, that's good. So you. Yeah. It
2: so my sleep. mom got to raise my little cat. She was beautiful, like long-haired, like. Persian slash Siamese mix.
1: Oh, I love Persians.
2: So she had like the temperament of a Persian and a Siamese cat, but she had this long, poofy talkative. hair. She was oh, she was a very talkative. Cat. She had a she had a wonderful singing voice.
1: All oh, your cats sing?
2: Yeah, yeah, she always sang this like you know like when she wanted attention or to be petted, she would always just
1: yeah. <coughs> <coughs> yeah,
2: but it was always like.
1: Yeah. Meow, Aww, Meow. Meow. Aw. Aw. Aw.
2: And then she always wanted to be petted like this specific way. Like, I would put my hand above her head, and then she would reach out and grab it with her paws. Aww. And then she would sniff it, and then lick it a little bit, and then move it on her cheek.
1: Wow.
2: And then we'd start the petting game.
1: Oh, I love cats, yeah. they're the best.
2: But she passed away a couple of years, oh, uh, last year, actually.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah,
2: you know, you know she, she started getting sick like a year before that which was the same year I broke up with my girlfriend
1: oh my god
2: I know right I was like don't die you me. lost both pussies I, at
1: once that's insane I lost all my pussy you lost all your
2: almost pussies. almost but but I took her to the vet the vet recommended that we actually put her down because her quality of life may be affected mm. and I'm like alright I need a few days to actually get the courage to do this sure and the amazing thing is the like she after I brought her back from the vet she started eating more and Ooh. she started moving around more and she started using her hind legs again
1: Wow, she was like, "Don't kill me yet."
2: She's like, "I'm like, I'm not done I'm yet." Not done yet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she lasted 14 months.
1: Oh wow! After that vet bill?
2: After, After that vet visit.
1: Wow.
2: The vet bill was like $200 or something that's like that, not, but that's I didn't nothing. care. That's fine. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But my my cat was sneezing blood last year, and it oh. was a $900 vet bill. Oh. But it was just an upper respiratory infection that got too crazy. Oh. okay. All cats have it. Upper respiratory issues. Pretty much all cats have.
2: Sinuses and stuff
1: It's Yeah We all have it right now The sickness Did you get the flu This year already
2: Uh I don't think so I hope not Okay good
1: Then you didn't You haven't yet
2: I'm (laughs) I'm hoping This is just a hangover From last night
1: Right Yeah (laughs) Karaoke over I know I was I got so drunk last night And I had a really good time I think But whenever I get Super drunk like that I'm like did I have it? Was I a no... I don't know. I might have... I, mm. I, 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 There was some yellow. Do you
2: remember what happened? Or did you just... No,
1: I remember what happened. I didn't black okay. out at all. No. I mean... And I walked... I walked myself up. I took the bus. Yeah, I figured out a lot of... I figured out a lot of things late night. It was that last shot of tequila I should not have taken.
2: Oh, Tequila
1: someone just handed me and they're like here take drink this and I was like okay tequila
2: okay. will trick you it is tricky know. like you, you think you're just getting one shot but he brings like four or five of his buddies with him
1: yeah right I love that no
2: just you tequila just you just you and he's like, "Okay." the joke
1: but, and then what? who's that guy he looks like he's always stoned Jim uh, Brewer Jim he Brewer yes and he's like and tequila comes are like oh my friends come in and they're all partying yeah and like yeah and then they're like everybody out Yep. No not that way The way you came in
2: <laughs> I like Jimmy. That's a, that's a brilliant routine This is exactly
1: It's Yes Very mm-hmm. very good That's
2: exactly what happens When Tequila comes late To the party
1: uh, I know We just we, We're too old To be partying this hard At karaoke
2: Yeah I Well last night Like whiskey was my thing mm. But then I had a beer And then I had a cider
1: Oh god
2: And then I woke up With a headache this morning
1: Yeah it's all the sweetness It was the sugar
2: It probably was yeah. Either that, or it was the bad seafood I had at Safeway. Oh God! Well, it tasted really good. It didn't smell bad. The
1: bad seafood at Safeway. There was a Before seafood salad seafood sushi? that I the
2: seafood salad, seafood. and I I had the sushi too. Um, Oof. I'm 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 going to blame it on the seafood. Salad yeah, you should.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Because that was the last thing I saw. Yeah,
1: don't don't be the don't be the person that brings the tuna fish sandwich into Mutiny Radio. <laughs> <That> <laughs> patient happened.
2: Zero has called. Was,
1: someone came to the open mic the other day and they broke out an old tuna fish sandwich and everybody was like, Who, "What is happening What's with mm. the tuna?" I'm like, "Are we are we can we make jokes about vagina now or are we just going to talk <laughs> about the sandwich?" Because
2: I, I thought Tunicella was a synonymous <laughs> vagina joke.
1: I guess it is now.
2: All right. Oh,
1: okay. Well, cheers to beers and all fun things. Do we have any other? Do you have any other things you want to? We we, we only we only touched on what happens when you die, and mm-hmm. not any other really Jesusy things. We, it was nice we got into your.
2: Yeah, a little bit more into your in,
1: into your your mom with your you got yes. to be your mom's. Uh,
2: yeah. Therapist. Well, I I firmly believe that you know anybody who who has gone to Vietnam or war.
1: Makes a terrible husband.
2: <laughs> My dad was not a terrible dad. You know, um, he he worked really hard. He, when he came back, and we moved to San Bruno, um, he was working two jobs. He was working the graveyard shift at Seven Eleven, and he was also working at a hardware store at the same time.
1: But that is insane that some people have to work. I mean, yeah. to have to work two jobs to keep. He his worked really hard.
2: Like, um, I followed this uh, this YouTube um, and this Facebook page called Retro Blasting, mm. which is there's this couple um, um, from the, I guess the east, the lower eastern. United States and they do a lot of reviews on on vintage like 80s stuff like toys and games and movies and stuff like that um and they also restore old toys and stuff like that so um they did a, a beautiful piece on like the G.I. Joe Cobra helicopter restoring that and yeah and uh, and one of the people that runs runs it uh, Melinda um who is Michael's Michael French's uh wife i want to say or girlfriend or fiance um they're they're a couple um like she interviewed her dad and about his experiences about being an actual like you know uh, apache um pilot in vietnam wow. vietnam yeah yeah because because when the our or cobras are or, or i guess what they're called because you know, those things like saved a lot of lives and they
1: absolutely they know. flew down picked people up took them to safety well no it is mostly
2: an attack helicopter
1: oh. it was a lightly armored
2: attack helicopter so whenever anybody would need air support they would call in the cobra helicopters and they would come in tandem and they would also do like like you know air to surface attacks as well as air defense in the air and shooting shooting people shooting helicopters um, other helicopters down.
1: i had a buddy Back back in the day, he lived in in L.A. and he was a psychiatrist, and he ended up having a nervous breakdown because his job was to talk to the guys who flew the helicopters in Desert Storm, mm-hmm. and he said it was just these guys were like saying we would just murder people, we just fly into a city and just indiscriminately. kill people with guns and you just you're blowing up children and you see yourself doing it Mm -hmm. and his job as a psychiatrist was to talk or psychologist was to talk to these guys and he ended up having a nervous breakdown because it was just too much Yeah, like talking to them about their PTSD and about murdering people he just couldn't he couldn't handle it anymore and he like freaked out yeah I mean and just I the can therapist just the therapist yeah this yeah. is the therapist that freaked out out a nervous breakdown
2: and these are boys and and you know that they come back home and they,
1: and then they have to work two jobs in order they have to work at 7 11 and yeah he, night my dad job. had to work two that's minimum
2: jobs minimum day jobs that's
1: crazy yeah that's crazy that
2: but, to support three kids and right. a wife it's, my mom was always at home she was always there for us
1: That's amazing thats yeah. that doesn't happen anymore.
2: It doesn't, you know, but that was the seven. That was like the seventies, early eighties, the era of you know the single income earner,
1: right? That it was possible to do that.
2: It was I possible, mean, you know. You know, you could you could buy a house for around thirty thousand dollars. You could buy a car for about five thousand. A brand new car for five thousand dollars back in the
1: seventies. You Can't wow. do that anymore. You can't buy a house anywhere.
2: You can put a down payment on a car for five thousand.
1: Sure. Well, that's, you that's can't about it. Yeah, you you're going to pay
2: anything. for it the rest of your life, or until you crash the car.
1: Right, leasing. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, that's the new slavery. Mm-hmm. The, I have friends that did the Lyft thing, and they were like, "Oh, I'm going to drive for Lyft," and they have this thing where you get a t- you get a Prius, and then mm-hmm. you lease the Prius, and it's part of your Lyft thing, and it's a package, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And they have to work so you, hard you just do. to have the car. Yeah. Like it's 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 insane. It is. Insane. It's like it's a racket.
2: Yeah, and then and then you know like you know companies like Uber say you can't ask for tips. I'm like how are you supposed to like get by? It comes out to about you know when you when you when you factor in gas and maintenance which is about 54 cents a mile.
1: Mm.
2: Um, it comes out to minimum wage. Wow. Like even if you drive a full 40, 50, 60, 70 hour work week. Wow. Still, it still comes
1: out to minimum and wage. And if you're
2: here in the city or in LA and you're stuck in traffic, oh, you're only man. paid by the mileage not by your time. Right so
1: wow I never even thought of that
2: yeah no most people don't nice I know
1: what a nightmare if you were an uber yeah. driver in LA
2: yeah I think Corey Robinson my friend Corey Robinson from Monterey
1: could you imagine you like
2: actually I think he's a well he graduated from San, uh, San Jose State and he runs a show He, are I'm I, I, he, I think he runs showcases now at in in Monterey but I think he lives down in LA now and he does uber and he I watch his Facebook post because I'm a big, huge fan of his comedy. Um, he's a very funny guy, but he was complaining about, you know, being stuck in traffic in the middle of downtown L.A. Yeah.
1: You if know. it takes you an hour to go, you if know. If it
2: takes you an hour to go eight miles, you're still only paid s- for eight miles.
1: That's horrible. What a waste of time. Yeah. Wow. It's
2: one of the reasons why I haven't signed up for it. Well, Actually, I, I, right. I have a joke. Um, I'm starting my own uh, ride-sharing you know, ride service called Lemon, It's for people that can't get accepted at an Uber or Lyft.
1: Well, instead of,
2: instead of star points, we have bullet holes.
1: This is, uh, (laughs) this was the drama that happened the other night at one of our favorite bars. A girl got into not an Uber.
2: She got into not,
1: not an Uber and something happened and they were trying to figure out what, what happened or where she went or whatever. But it was like a fake Uber that took a girl away.
2: Oh, like I mean, big sticker and everything?
1: It, like, I, I don't know. There was a, It was a fake Uber. She got in a, it. I mean, it's easily done, right? Like, even some cars don't even have the sticker, because if it's a new car, it doesn't have a sticker. Like, I was in one the other day. It was a brand new Lexus. Ooh, mm-hmm. I was riding in style. And it didn't have a sticker. So, like, when I came up to it, he was like, Texas? Because that was the person who called it for me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You, you're you an Uber? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, where's your sticker? Mm-hmm. It's a new car. We don't have stickers. Oh, Okay. <laughs> but I, everything worked. And then he, yeah. it was fine. It was He was looking for me. Just, I was looking just, for him. He was
2: just lazy. Got the kit in the mail. Probably hadn't put he the sticker on. He just hasn't put him. the sticker on or whatever. Yeah.
1: But a girl got in an Uber that wasn't an Uber and got assaulted or whatever. But I'm sure that's. It's, it's got to happen. You know, it's bound to happen.
2: I did read an article. There was. I don't know if it's still a, it probably is a thing there was going to be an all female Uber service. What
1: a great idea. In San idea. Francisco. What a great idea. Yeah,
2: it's like, you know, it's like takes rape culture right out of the equation.
1: Absolutely. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah, thanks guys for the rape culture. Well, I know, thanks for the rape here. culture. Yes, yeah, I mean. Killing my dating opportunity. God <laughs> damn it.
1: Do you but you don't Tinder or you just lift line, you don't know, you don't <laughs> <dot> bubble <laughs> or
2: I tried to Tinder. Um, I never got any dates out of it. Really? Yeah. I I, I guess I don't photograph well. <laughs> uh
1: huh. But I mean, uh, you've hit on girls at karaoke or whatever, yeah. You
2: know? Yeah, actually, you sing, some of them hu- singing hit, singing hit on football?
1: me. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I got a couple of dates out of it. You know, got my heart broken a few times. Aww. It happens.
1: It happens. Yeah. Well, but, um, some of
2: the, but some of the. But some of the best sex i ever had was from a woman and our first date i took her out to karaoke and she's not a singer at all
1: oh just a really she great she's like
2: i don't like karaoke at all do you want to just like and then she was like instead of like ending it at the date and like saying goodbye she was like do you just want to come back to my place and have sex
1: wow
2: and i'm like check please
1: <laughs> wow
2: yeah wow so yeah
1: so that happens in the world yeah that's
2: that can exciting happen news so it started a, a lovely sexual relationship that went on for like about a year cool and in Santa I, Cruz. I taught her things that she didn't know about her body
1: oh that's exciting yeah you felt like uh, like
2: um i felt like a locksmith
1: a locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> you had the key
2: i found their key
1: so when are you You're gonna start your own locksmith business Or are you just gonna work No I'm, I'm gonna work you know? for a
2: company that I'm working for right now I'm not gonna say who they are on the air you yeah.
1: know, no, of course Because
2: not. I, I heard the owner's a little conservative so Oh I yeah know. I know we, But he's a great stories. guy Took us all out to see Star Wars um,
1: How was that? I still haven't seen it I I've like seen it, it
2: twice now Wow. I liked it much better the second time than I did the first time but The first time it was like right after The, the last lightsaber battle That was in San Francisco
1: W- oh, Lightsaber battle San Francisco. Was it better or worse than Rogue One?
2: Uh, I really liked Rogue One. Rogue One's it's, it's completely it's a different piece because huh. Rogue One is it's it's a prequel to to New Hope, um, but it's also directed by you know a war director. So huh. it's a, it's so the way I went into it, I, I went into it with the preconception that this is a war film.
1: Right. Well, it was like yeah. very Saving Private. Ryan. And I also
2: I also follow uh, Red Letter Media on YouTube, and they had some criticisms about the movie. Oh. The movie didn't feel very Star Warsy enough for them because there there weren't any jokes or enough quips for them. Huh. The characters felt kind of flat.
1: No, they was the the jokes all came out of the robot.
2: Yes, played by Alan Tudyk.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you, do you no, know uh, uh, but Firefly the. Uh, um, oh,
2: so he that? did a really good job with the robot. I, I, love, the I robot. love the robot. I yes. Yeah, the fact that there could be spy robots, amazing. There, there were a few nitpicky things that I that I didn't get explained away for me. Um, One is the disappearance of Luke's green lightsaber. Where'd it go?
1: Huh? You don't?
2: Yeah, you only see it in the flashbacks. Um,
1: Wasn't Luke's lightsaber though? It was a gift from his father.
2: The original one he had. Yes, that was the one. That was was the second. That was Anakin's second lightsaber that he built.
1: And so that gets passed down to Luke. Yes. And that's not the green one.
2: The green one is the one that Luke had to build because when he lost his hands oh. in Empire, it fell out right. of, right. Out of, lost out of that out city. Right,
1: right. that. Exactly. It went away. Right. Yeah. He doesn't catch it. It's when he catches himself on the end with the other arm, and they drag him inside the, yes. the thing. And they, yeah, gotcha. So then yes. he builds a new lightsaber. He
2: built a new lightsaber in Return of the Jedi. There's even a, a kyber
1: crystals or whatever. They don't even mention what they're yeah,
2: called. Yeah, they're called the kyber future. crystals. They didn't. Um,
1: they, didn't it, they didn't talk about. I them
2: was hoping. Then. I was hoping to see Ilum in the new movie. I mean, Ilum is Ilum is actually um, a Jedi temple. Oh. Um, and a different planet, and it's on, it's on an ice planet, and uh, that's where the kyber crystals come from.
1: Oh, but they were they were mining the kyber crystals from the from that other temple and Jedi in the Rogue One. Yes, that was the whole thing that they were like,
2: all the. Yeah. So there's more. So there's more than one place you can get Jedi crystals.
1: Ah, uh, I see. Yeah.
2: If you, I haven't watched anything of the, of the new Clone Wars series or Star Wars Galaxy, that's like,
1: it's a cartoon though, isn't it?
2: Yes, it's a cartoon, but it's canon. Oh Yeah I mean it's part of the whole mythos. Part of the
1: whole Okay
2: Yeah Maybe So coaching. Yeah yeah. Disney and Lucasfilm They are They are crafting a whole Like you know Storyline that goes through All of this stuff So
1: Wow Through lines all the way Yeah Good so, for them
2: Yeah but Do you, Are you
1: okay with Disney being I mean I, I think Disney Has great attention to detail So I don't have mm-hmm. A problem with them picking up Yeah Star Wars as a project
2: Yeah They're, They are a huge Huge media company Like one of the I think Four or five that dominate media in the United States. Um, they spend a lot of money buying everything. <laughs> at Lucasfilm. They buy everything. They bought right, the, the India,
1: toys, the, the
2: everything. All the licensing, anything that's related to like anything Lucasfilm did. Like they huh. they bought the entire company and all wow. their rights.
1: So they wow.
2: So they have so they can make an Indiana Jones movie if
1: they want wow. to. Wow. Well, they already have an Indiana Jones ride, so it only makes sense. Yeah. Well, they were in bed with Lucas forever because they had the Star Tours.
2: Yeah, they I had mean, a nice they had a nice business relationship with George Lucas and yeah. Lucasfilm, um, and it turned out to be very profitable for them. And George was like, okay, well, it's time for me to retire, you know, go back to. Can. You know, building hot rods or whatever he wants whatever to do. he
1: wants to do up on his ranch.
2: Actually, he's, he's building a museum in, in Southern California. Really? Yeah. Cool. A, a film and museum and, and like an academy almost.
1: Wow. So Good people, for him. So people Give can go back. there and study
2: film and, and learn how to make films like he did. That's um, great
1: because there are too many pieces of shit like Sausage Party out there.
2: And yeah. Like $19
1: that, million dollars it cost I will never movie. do
2: Bath Sauce thanks <laughs> to that movie. <memory.
1: laughs>
2: I did not want to be eaten by my wanted, food. I don't
1: want to do best either. Yeah. Uh, but $19 million it cost to make that movie, at piece of mm-hmm. that pile of dog shit. And I feel like they could have given 19 filmmakers a million dollars a piece, and they could have made brilliant, brilliant films.
2: They could have, yes.
1: A million dollars is a huge budget for a small filmmaker. Like, people have done films for 30000 for 50000 Like, you just... I mean, it's almost impossible. It's, you can't have craft services, obviously, but
2: right. <laughs> yeah, but the cool thing is that you know, you don't have to worry about Harvey Weinstein, you know, you know, in a bath towel in a hotel room anymore. You can I, make I your doing, own films yeah. on YouTube and Vimeo, and a lot of people have done it. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of fan films and stuff like that. You know, that are fantastic. Yeah, so.
1: Are you dab? Do you dabble in film too? Is that another one of your? I your did dabble? study
2: film in high school. Wow! I, I studied American film and film production, and um, Amanda is is convincing me. She's very persuasive. Um, did uh, you do a karaoke me- movie? No, actually, to take some <laughs> actually take some filming classes um, with uh, Pacific Coast Television. Oh, yeah. That's so, funny. so for somewhere between like thirty to sixty bucks, you can just take one class. Start and you know, you know you have to sit in a couple classes where like don't break the camera, don't break the camera, don't break the camera, don't break the camera, right. don't break the camera, and then they give you a camera and you can start filming stuff. Wow, that would be fun and yeah,
1: a karaoke expose. Mm-hmm.
2: And I do have a YouTube channel and um, unfortunately it is as messy as my interests are. It is it is very wide and verbose and very shallow. At the same time. <laughs> um. Uh, my most popular video is almost is it's almost at the point of getting twenty thousand views.
1: Wow, that's huge!
2: And all it was it was me at like two thirty in the morning. Um, I just took a little Sony um, picture thing that, that had video capabilities, and I filmed how to fix your, your the sunglass holder in your Camry. <laughs> so it's just me. The lighting is bad.
1: <laughs> you got twenty thousand views. 20
2: I have twenty thousand views over seven years.
1: How to fix the li- how to fix how the sunglasses how to fix your and sunglasses and your
2: cam- Yeah, because what happens is there's a little gear that's like like when you pop it open, it, it goes down slowly. Mm-hmm. So there's a little gear inside that slows it down. Well, eventually, like the, the the plastic tabs on it fall off, and then it and then it falls out. Right. So then you push the button and you expect it to go down slowly, and then your sunglasses pop out. Right. Whoops! I think I just lost my.
1: Oh, uh, oh! It's no, it's okay. You're okay. Okay. Yeah, everything's fine.
2: Okay. So yeah, so what happens is like, you know, when the gear falls out, your sunglasses fall out uh-huh. when you hit the button. Yes. So, and I, I took me like, I started doing it midnight because it was a late night and I just went on all these forums trying to figure out how to pull it out because I couldn't figure out how to get it out without breaking it. So, and then finally I found one forum deep, deep in like Toyota forums on how to pull it out
1: deep in the reddit files
2: deep 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 i went to 4chan got out of 4chan (laughs) don't go to 4chan um but no i found it in the Toyota forums and how to pull it out and stuff like that and i'm like you know what this needs to be a video on youtube
1: wow and you filled a niche
2: i filled i found a niche that's if you want to get you know if you want to go viral find a niche And fill it
1: You know the weirdest thing That I have a small friend Who watches videos And she loves to watch Other people Unboxing toys And then playing with them Like there's a doll that pees And she'll like Watch another person Feed the doll And make the doll pee And I'm like You have this doll yourself Mm -hmm. Like why don't we play with the doll why right. do you want to watch someone else playing with the doll that you have? I just, I don't even A get it. A lot of
2: it has to deal with, like, collectability and value. Like, when you buy, like, like like the holiday Barbie that comes out every year, mm. you don't want to open it.
1: That's insane to me.
2: Because it's like, you know, as soon as you buy it at Toys R Us for, like, $20, it's going to be $40 on eBay.
1: But why, what, the toys are to be played with
2: that's their idea. That is their purpose. That's why that is, that is why they were made. Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> but just unboxing. boxing, it's, but it's people, a thing. It's, there are people that yeah. have millions. They have millions of views. Yeah. You can
2: see, you can play, you can actually see, watch the, um, on Tulare, uh, on community college on YouTube. Um, uh, the professor plays what he, what he calls the booster box game where he goes to his local store, picks up a booster box, opens up all the cards Sells sells enough sells all the all the rares and anything that's worth four dollars or more on eBay. And if he makes enough to buy another box, he'll go out, buy another box, and do it all over again. Huh. So and he just I think his record is like three opening three boxes before he had to stop. Wow. It's it's largely just a a tutorial. It's it's just it's really just know, a which, lesson.
1: Which cards are which cards are worth what and which yeah. are rare.
2: I mean the values change. Especially, like you, typically when a new set comes out, the they, they reach their highest peak at that point, and then they steadily go down as the market like floods, and then <laughs> the they magic peak. Magic market. In. But when but when tournament season comes up and pro tours and grand prix events start happening, then they'll spike if there's a standard event involved with it. Huh. And then they'll go back down again.
1: Do you have a lot of money in magic cards?
2: I. Did I do still, actually. I.
1: That's your retirement fund?
2: <laughs> well, it was my emergency fund a couple of years ago. <gasps> did,
1: so did you cash in? You cashed in your cards.
2: I, yeah, I had, I had always, like, well, when, when I was judging, I would always acquire, like, you know, for, like, like, hey, like, you know, was, like, the deal was, like, I, I would judge an event, like a pre-release or, or a Grand Prix event, and I would get, like, a box of cards mm. for each day that I worked. Oh! So, like, that's yeah. what
1: they paid you and they paid you in cards. There yeah. you go.
2: Yeah, that was, that was the agreement. And um, then I would open it, and then, you know, sometimes I would open it and play just draft with my friends, because that's really, like, the most fun you can get out of a, of a booster box, is just playing draft with your buddies. Sure. Um,
5: just but no, no a like, game, right?
2: Yeah, and then sometimes, you know, I just wouldn't get around to it. I would be, just be super busy with work or whatever else I was doing, and then I would just put the box on the shelf, and, okay, right, I'm going I'm to deal with you later. <laughs> We're going to have a magic party and then
1: a magic
2: so it just became like just box after box after box you know it would just accumulate and then I lost my job um lost my job almost lost my cat and lost my girlfriend yeah back in 2016 so I needed to make ends meet so I just sold the magic cards on eBay wow and a lot of them had appreciated in value, and
1: and that makes sense too because it's there's really low shipping cost on that when you're selling a card or two. It's very yes. easy to get those in the mail. You can
2: put it in a yeah. Actually, the cheapest way to to send a booster box of Magic cards is to put it in a priority padded envelope. Ah. It costs about seven bucks.
1: Yeah, I mean it's individual. So you were selling mm-hmm. packs and everything, because I mean if you broke up the individual cards. Those are super. Yeah, easy,
2: once so. you open a box and you open out the cards, it's very rare that you will actually get more than the value of the box. Oh. Yeah.
1: Cool. Learning the tricks. Yeah. Uh well, this has been some call me Tim. Do you have any other final words for our listeners or
2: uh let's see here. Um listen to Amanda Rocks on yeah. Afternoon Delight. Six exclamation nine. point six point nine. I think I think it's listed on the website. Download Download some episodes. Yeah. Download this episode. Go find my episode of of Some Call Me Tim that I was on previously. Yeah,
1: previously where we talked purely about magic.
2: Purely about magic. Yes. It was amazing. It was The Um, Gathering.
1: I've been trying to make magic jokes and I just can't. (laughs) Like, I just don't know. Like, I don't want to make Magic the Gathering the butt of the joke because I actually like it. Mm -hmm. But then when I say it out loud, people think that's a joke. (laughs) Or whatever. I'm like, I can't make a joke about magic. So, someday.
2: Yeah. Someday Someday
1: Well thanks so much For being here Pablo Yeah And okay. um Hey you'll he'll, he'll be on air Tomorrow from 3 to yep. 6 Yeah
2: and come down we'll To Santa Thursday. Cruz And check out The comedy scene Yeah Cause we have Poet Patriot Every Monday night Starting at uh, Starting at 8.30 Tuesdays is Blotchy Cellar Also 8.30 Wednesdays we have Rosie McCann's Starts at 9 uh, let's see here We also have um, Comedy Blue- Nights at the Blue Lagoon Yeah there it is DNA show Every Thursday From 8.30 to 10 80s dance And safety dance afterwards Nice
1: so. And Fridays What do you have Fridays? You said Fridays a um, week Or is it Saturday nights Is the last one?
2: Uh, let's see here Sunday Sunday So
1: Fridays, Sunday. It's Fridays and
2: Saturdays Are typically when we have Like First Fridays The very first Fridays downtown Santa Cruz Poet Patriot again we have a showcase cool so about four or five comics come from up here down there gotcha so maybe you can hit your ride right with them yeah <laughs> uh, and sometimes there's showcases that DNA organizes um, at various venues um, how, were
1: you you were a part of the Santa Cruz Comedy Festival
2: uh, yes how was that that was a lot of fun
1: I wish I could have Headed it down there I heard yes. it was pretty awesome you guys have yeah, tons we did, of venues we did, and
2: yeah we did comedy tours of downtown Santa Cruz historical comedy tours
1: that's hilarious you yes. had comics leading the tours and yes. being funny as and you went being to different funny. places yes that's awesome
2: and um and see here Sunday nights uh, at the Blue Lounge Hamburgers uh, comedy show that will not die <laughs> uh, is there
1: look at that look at all the comedy happening in Santa Cruz
2: yeah it's, it's a it is a it is it's a, a thriving it is, community it is a is it with Sam Weber. Yeah, with Sam Weber. He's
1: a nice guy.
2: He's oh, he's such a great kid. He's, he's, he's is, funny. He's still
1: young too. Yeah.
2: Yes. Like, I knew a, him when he
1: was 19, and now he's like in his 20s. Yeah. grown up.
2: He looks looks like he's in his 30s, but that's all the alcohol he's been drinking. Oh, <laughs> okay.
1: it just ages. We us kid, all so much.
2: we kid. No, but he's he's definitely. Going places in comedy.
1: Yay! Yes. Are we any? Are, are we all going anywhere? My odometer is speeding backwards, just like Christine. <laughs> I'm. I have no idea where I'm going. Um. Well, yay. Uh. Well, we're gonna get out of here, everybody. Thanks for listening to Some Call Me Tim, and uh, tune in next week. I have no idea who my guest is, okay. but uh, thanks to Pablo Yale again. Tune in to Amanda Rocks. Uh. Afternoon Delight 6.9 with late-ass Sarah Sparkles Mm -hmm. Sarah late-ass Sparkles I love their intro it's so funny yes Uh, and we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow Thursday, 7 to 10 is True Hustle Thursdays THT open mic Fridays from 6 to 8 is happy hour open mic here guest hosted this week by Matthew Banks and then comedy show Pamtastics 8 to 10 this week has a really really great lineup Casey Scannell Alyssa Westerlund who I love so much uh Chris Kanatzer's on that. Who else? Roman Leo, comedian. And Nicole Kalasic. Zach Wiseman. That's the that's the whole bill. That's the full bill. So nice. it's gonna be a good show this week. Sweet. Some of my favorite people. Alright, bye everybody. Thanks, bye. Bye.
5: Oh.
4: Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview...
6: Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around, me sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship Or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat.
4: <laughs> hey everybody. Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists,
2: RUN!
4: listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? (laughs) It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs)
0: Boy, they are just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's
2: more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing
0: cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local Canvas Procurement Center. Join thegreenarmy.com Three, two, Hey, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco, at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter. Offer burgers, tater tots. Tachos, Corn Dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll for some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. shot of Bullet Bourbon and a can of California Lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open ah, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot.
7: 56 Mission Street, between 8th and 9th, and at 473 Hate Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Updated every three parsecs. Tim's Tesseract.com.
1: Tim's Tesseract.com.
5: to Mutiny Radio at MuniRadio.FM. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
6: Amanda Rock, which brings me to uh, our hosts. We got Amanda Rocks. Amanda Rocks! karaoke host from Oklahoma. Kinda makes me think of Oki from Muskogee. I think that was Merle Haggard. Anybody ever listen to Merle Haggard? We got uh, Sarah Late-Ass Sparkles. They've been calling her Late-Ass Sparkles because she's on time to everything and sparkly so your motherfuckers gotta stop listening to me and start listening to these two females and i mean they're
0: crazy like you know batshit crazy get the kids to sit you know what i'm saying enjoy the show
8: welcome to afternoon delight on mutiny radio this is amanda rocks and
4: delightful dave <laughs> delightful dave
8: and sarah Rose. sparkles Isn't here?
4: (laughs) She's she's in transition ish Ish. to a transit vehicle, and then oh, hold on. Oh, no microphone. Hold on. Oh, and Bob O'Yale is here.
8: All right, what microphone do you have there?
4: What's that? What Number microphone?
8: one. Number one. I'm
4: holding
2: up my finger. Okay. <laughs>
8: nice to see you, Pablo Yale, comedian from Santa Cruz.
2: Yes, yeah, good to see you too, Amanda.
8: And? I brought uh, some friends. You did? <laughs> I love, oh, I love the shirt, by the way. Thank you. What does it say?
2: It says, um, yeah, yeah, for those of you who don't have eyes on the internet. Yeah, um, most
8: visual podcast. Yeah, it says now I have a machine
2: gun, ho, ho, ho. Oh,
8: wow. it's from Die Hard. Yes. It's like my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah,
2: it, it's <laughs> the best Christmas it's the movie Christmas ever. It's Christmas movie that's that technically a Christmas it movie. It is end, a, Christmas, a movie. Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie.
8: It is a Christmas
2: movie. I, yeah. Uh, to me, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, ha- yeah, All these things happen during Christmas, and it has a little Christmas message at the end, which is, a whole, <laughs> which is shoot a Nazi when he comes out of a tarp. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
8: right? Right. I agree. So you brought home some friends with you. Um, They're in a band called Homebrew.
2: Yes. Yeah. So. And they're a
8: band from Santa Cruz, yeah. correct? Homebrew.
2: Uh, yes, they are a band from Santa Cruz. Uh, let's see here. They're Uh, homebrews, Ron and Erin. They're coming into the studio now. Awesome. So, So, um, we we are actually getting another microphone that they have available. And and we're
8: getting another microphone available right now.
0: So, Alexa is in the bathroom putting on her face. I think that one mic Could that was really like itching to yes. go is gone. The one okay. a, well, the Well, just for the make sure you guys internet, remind me to bring my microphone having. back yeah. and put it back in
8: my bag because I'll need it for work tonight. There's a really. Speaking of work on. tonight, where I'm working the PCTV Pacific Ooh. Coast Television holiday party. Um, um, oh, you yeah. know I'm now the new newest board of directors, um, or the newest member of the board of directors there, and they're having their holiday party, so I'm working karaoke for it at right. the Longboard, and they are having their. Um, Ugly Christmas sweater <laughs> party, so that's why I'm dressed like this, and it's and pretty. We
0: are all uh, have bad, <laughs> ugly. She's dressed Christmas. like that because
2: it's Thursday. Chuck, Chuck.
8: Which mic is that?
2: Uh, you are, uh it's on the stand. Was there a stand? It, yeah. It. Well, it's a so stand
8: or get mixed there, up. There it's on the cord.
4: Yeah, it was a stand. I think it's number I think they three. Throw a ball on. Two, but two make three. sure it, all might it might be the cord.
8: It might be the cord. Yeah, so we oh, need some crap. duct tape. Oh, really?
4: move it
0: to the other... Oh, the oh. Yeah, It's the cord. It's, it's the cord. Century. Oh, yeah. That so means
8: we need some duct tape. You can just go in there. Hey, duct tape? I have duct tape in my in my stuff in the car. I just made yeah. him go to get the uh, microphone.
4: Go back to the car.
8: <laughs> Sorry, Jake <laughs> Oh, by the way, I need to give a shout out to uh, my Clash of Clans um, oh. clan. Yeah, um, raw carnage. Okay. Yes. Um. I hope they're listening. Um. The, a lot of them. They're very international. Some of them are over in England, and some wow. of them are here in United States. How old
4: is this clan?
8: How old is the clan? Yes. Um. Well, I'm not sure how old it is. I've been in it for like a little over a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, awesome. we're a level. I don't know what level ten. Okay. clan or <laughs> clash like of
4: clans
8: ten. <laughs> I, 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 used to, I used nine to play it
4: never was it much into the clan part and Oh, yeah. no, I have a good plan. And then, then, then the clashing part was not so good, so... Oh, well,
8: maybe we're
4: just in the wrong clan. <laughs> and the wrong clash.
8: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, and I also brought, um, um, by the way, um, Clash Clan, guys, if you're listening, Jakey Poo, when you hear Jakey Poo, that is drunken minstrel, I just going to say. <laughs> oh, minstrel. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> drunken minstrel. I go by Amanda Rocks, but, you know, <laughs> drunken minstrel. So, I would like to say hi, to, and I'm not sure all those mics work, so... Oh. Testing. Hi, who are you? I'm Allison. Nice to meet you, Allison. And you're with Homebrew? Yes, I sing with Matt. Very nice. And?
4: And I'm Matt. Hey. And Hi, Matt. Yeah, I play guitar and sing for Homebrew. Kay. Next to me, my name's James. I play guitar as well
8: nice to meet you all thank right. you guys for coming all the way to san francisco for some afternoon delight
5: thanks for having us <laughs> it's
8: pretty delightful all right can, can you tell me about your band and what kind of music you play or how you guys got together or something just hold it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: um so we've been together now
4: for you know six seven years uh this is my brother-in-law james
8: hi brother-in-law james and
4: his uh, girlfriend so <laughs> it was kind of a family thing starting out and uh we all came from different musical backgrounds uh i was more into like metal and thrash and all that stuff Duck over here
9: i have a pretty wide variety of influences um i mainly focus on vocals so i kind of go across genres in my interests so you know, old uh, Roger Miller is a huge inspiration to me, but also, you know, there's Frank Zappa. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah, cool.
4: Yeah.
8: Awesome. I, and I've been told that you're going to be playing live today. Yeah. Or will play something live for us.
4: Yeah, we're going to do something different that we've never done before. Um, <laughs> we're actually going to perform acoustic. Ooh. Nice. So.
8: Yeah, because we did say, you know, it's like this place isn't really got the setup for like a drum set and yeah. Yeah. Like,
4: get a little tight in here. Drumming. But
8: it has good acoustics.
4: Yeah. yeah. There I, you
8: go. Well, that's good.
4: It'd be good <laughs> to have a, a standing amp here for everybody. But, a yeah, what? An amp for everybody to use just to plug in and then we could have real music easier for everybody.
8: Yeah, that wouldn't.
4: And a is bit that of duct
8: tape? Is that Jakey Poo with some duct tape? Yep.
0: You Gaffer are tape. such
8: a MacGyver. That's why I love you. See, it doesn't uh, work.
0: Oh, oh it's, tape. Oh, oh, it's no. scotch
8: tape. Oh, I have duct tape in the car.
0: Are you sure it's not no. Irish tape?
8: I've got duct tape in the <laughs> it's car. Irish,
0: it's Irish tape, Irish. yeah. It's, uh, it's fake.
8: <laughs> anyway, are you guys ready to play for us or do you want to wait a little yeah, bit or what do you want? A
0: bit well,
8: what, how, how you want this how, Yeah
0: Because we can also start with the uh, Musical break of the recorded variety
9: Or I mean And, we can, and
0: we can talk some more You have but, a CD Yeah We could
9: maybe share some uh, Just at least one song while we set up
8: Yes Oh
0: yeah that's, That is a So
9: um, <clears throat> That's a CD Yeah
8: I gotta figure out how to use that
0: Yeah so while we figure it out We can just we can <laughs> talk some more We can figure out
8: That's <clears throat> not working Sorry No Oops Thank you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, hey, Pablo. Yes. Why don't you tell me about your experience um, uh, being on the Pacific Coast Telethon?
2: Well, it wasn't, a, a, I mean, at their live auction. Yeah, They don't really do telethons anymore on, like, community and public television. They do well. auctions now because it's much more profitable. Um, I had a blast. Um, I went up there Saturday um, thinking that they needed me, but they already had two other comics lined up, so I just ate all their food and you know applauded in the background and hoot and hollered and i came back on sunday and um made my first television appearance ever (laughs) doing comedy yeah not my first ever television television appearance um i think i appeared on like star chasers on community television in santa cruz once um but that was for karaoke okay Uh, yeah Although you could call it comedy because I look really funny on television, <laughs> we're Just all doing I'm comedy. Doing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I met Marty, a general manager, and you know I got my friend uh, Joel Postman, or as like say in, it, in, in uh, Italian, "il Postino." Oh, okay, so, yeah. And uh, yeah, so he got some time, I got some time, and yeah, so I'm I'm ready to go to Hollywood now and, and do this full time. Awesome. Kidding. All right, well <laughs> never
0: quit your day job.
8: All right, here, I'm ready for the C D. Are you ready to play now? Oh right. hear, no,
9: we would love to hear a song.
8: Okay, okay. Well we can Okay, cool. Um, let me, I'm gonna
0: play a song. Yeah, play I'm a song and then you can do it, yeah, do it, tune a in and, you know, and run through. Whoa. Um so uh we're gonna want to do the track. How
9: which? I don't know.
0: That was a really... What
9: track did you say? Uh, it's called relax. relax. It says on the
0: top, but you might have already stuck it in there. I yeah, already stuck it in. It right. in. <laughs> I hate when we stick it in too soon. Oh, no. <laughs> let's
8: see. And it goes
0: off too early, and then... It's
8: number two, Relax.
0: Relax. Okay, let's try it again. Refractory period.
8: I don't really know how to use the CD player, just so you know. Uh, so
9: this upcoming track is uh, the rough mix off of our unreleased album and we did it in the studio in about 2 days we've obviously done some work on the end but it's in post it's all got right. a very uh, cohesive sound in general because we got a lot done in a lot very short amount of time
3: all right thanks oh. <laughs>
8: That was homebrew. Good job, guys.
0: I love your text message sound. It, oh. it, it's a feature of the show. It's the.
8: Want to touch my monkey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like a character on the show.
8: Every time I get a text, want to touch my monkey? Yeah. So it gets kind of annoying. So homebrew, that was your music. And now you're going to play live for us. Can you make sure your mics are working?
9: Testing. Yeah. You uh-huh. Don't your head for me. Got you.
0: Maybe a little closer.
1: Well, she's also got to play.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh,
9: I'm not going to be actually. this is more of a percussive.
0: Okay. Yeah. For yeah. If you're going to do vocal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got
8: you. <clears throat>